0: You're listening to The Mom Inspired Show, episode 248 with Dr. Carolyn DeLucia. Welcome to The Mom Inspired Show. I'm your host, Amber Sandberg, and this show is created to inspire, encourage, and add a little extra fun to your day you guys. I'm super excited to have Dr. Carolyn back on the show doing the two-part series that we ended up doing because we were just having such a great time talking and I wanted to ask all the questions for you guys that I wanted to break it up. So if you missed last week's episode, make sure to go back there. If you guys are those women that feel like anytime you run, anytime you jump, think about trampoline, think about jump roping, you think about laughing, sneezing, coughing, and you might tinkle a little bit. um, Or if you tinkle a lot and you're having issues with peeing, this is the episode for you. Last week's episode. If you have issues with pelvic floor syndrome or prolapse, and you're just like wondering like what in the world is going on, that episode is for you. If you know someone who's struggling with all of this, please share these episodes with them so that they don't feel alone. Today though, we're going to be talking about hormones, why we're feeling the way we are. Why are we having all of these um, symptoms that we never had before? She is going to walk us through how we can be very proactive on taking care of our hormones, taking care of ourselves so that we can feel more like our normal self. So I want you guys to feel encouraged by all of this and not feel like, I guess this is what it means to get older. And you know, we're just going to have to live with it. So I hope you guys really enjoy this episode. Hey, you guys. So before we jump into the episode, I wanted to remind you guys, if you are interested in coaching with me, I am now a certified life coach as well as a weight loss coach. And so if you've been trying to figure out what you want to do with your life, if you want to pivot from the jobs that you're doing right now, you want to start a business, you want to get healthy, you want to lose weight. This is what I'm doing. I'm helping moms that are usually in their late thirties, in their forties, early fifties, who are figuring out that they want more out of life. And maybe you're living a life too small for you. And you're like, but I don't know what the next step is. And I don't feel like I have enough confidence to figure this out. Or maybe you want to manage your money differently and you want to really get on top of things. Well, this is where I come in and I can help you. Um, I wanted to become a life coach so that I could help you guys beyond the podcast. So I'm super excited now that I'm certified. So all you need to do to set up a free consultation is email me at amber at mom show. If you guys don't already follow me on Instagram at mominspiredliving, go ahead and follow me there, and you can DM me and ask me any questions. But I would love to chat with you, see if this is a great fit, and you know, just kind of help you go after your goals for twenty twenty one. All right, you guys, let's go to the show. But I do want to talk about hormones because I feel like so many women, they're going into their 40s or they're in their 40s, approaching 50s, and things might be getting, you know, a little bit wonky. Maybe they're not sleeping right. They're gaining weight, maybe more in their midsection or uh, getting more irritable. Some people are, t- I've heard people talk about getting acne when they didn't have acne. And um, of course, there's the hot flashes and stuff like that. So I guess I just want, I want, I don't know. I don't know like what women need to do because I think a lot of them, they may not even realize they're going into perimenopause. And then I've also seen people talk about, you know, it's good to get your hormones balanced, but like what the heck does that even look like? And then you're like, when am I looking to get my hormones balanced? And then there's all the talk of things that – Do certain hormones cause cancer? And then is it really good to do um, bioidentical hormones? Like, I I feel like it's all over. It's kind of like when you're trying to figure out how to lose weight, and you're looking at a keto diet, intermittent fasting, doing a vegan diet, you're just kind of like, I don't even know where to go. Like, it's like, what are we supposed to be doing here? What is the best thing? So um And also, I think a lot of women just think, well, I guess this is just life, right? We're just, we're that age and we're meant to have this and the days of us feeling our best are done. And so this is why I wanted you to come on to kind of just walk us through this and just share your experience and advice and tips on, you know, what do we do when we start um, noticing these symptoms and stuff like that? Wow, Amber. Okay. (laughs) Okay. You said you were passionate about this, right? <laughs> I am.
1: Oh, I am. Yeah, and I'm just—I'm uh, kidding with you, absolutely. So, number one, we begin perimenopause as soon as early as 35 years old, yeah. and what that means is women our ovaries begin to fail, and there's a, I have a friend who's doing amazing research on why, why are our ovaries failing? Testicles don't fail. Mm. They can make sperm till yes. the day they die. Yeah. True. Why are our eggs limited from when we get a limited number when we're born and they start to die instantly? So what is that? Why? Why? We're figuring that out and we're figuring out how to bring them back to life because there's nothing more natural than having our own hormones. But until that moment, any time over 35 women will begin to have symptoms. Those symptoms are precisely what you just described, Hmm. changes in our PMS symptoms. Things that always happened might get worse, exacerbated, Hmm. or disappear and new symptoms appear, such as migraines or acne or mood swings. When mood swings begin, they can be absolutely like a pendulum swinging. You can be super angry one moment and super tearful (laughs) the next. Not fun. Yeah. Like PMS on crack. (laughs) You got it. You got it. I mean, I just yelled and screamed at my poor little kids one day. And I was in, then I looked at myself in the mirror in the ladies room and I said, who are you? Mm. And what was that about? Wow. And I peeked out of the restroom and they were in the kitchen and they're both women and they're looking at each other. Did you, did you do something? I don't know. <laughs> and they're both <laughs> shrugging their shoulders at each other. Oh, God. That was an, an aha moment for yeah. me. Yeah. That was when I realized when I was having that kind of a crazy rage where I didn't even recognize myself mm. that my hormones were. Out of whack, and that is estrogen dominance that's when our ovaries are getting lazy, oh, and it's harder to make an egg, so the pituitary gland is sending down a message like, "Hey, ovulate, ovulate, nudge, nudge, wake up, and the ovaries, like our teenage kids with their earbuds in, <laughs> listening to music. And not paying attention, but the music is still spewing out. Mm. And that is estrogen. So the ovaries are not dead yet. They're at, they're getting lazy. They can still produce estrogen. Lazier to make the egg. Extra estrogen is spewing out like the music in their earbuds. Yeah. But the egg isn't until finally you ovulate and then When we bleed, it's usually heavier, Mm. crampier, you're noticing your ovulation, all of that type of symptomatology is estrogen dominance. It's when the ovaries are beginning to get lazy, they're getting a signal to ovulate, not responding with the egg, responding with extra estrogen, the floodgates open and the mood swings are extreme. That's, astro- that's like the real, the worst phase of the yeah. change. Oh, gosh.
0: And when do you feel like, I mean, obviously everybody's different, but like, when do you feel like that tends to happen on the average Mid,
1: Mid-40s, early 50s. Okay. And menopause, the average age of menopause is 51 and a half. Hmm. It's never changed in all time, but 51 and a half, the onset of menopause is the date of your last menstrual period uninfluenced a year with no period Mm. you are menopausal I see okay and there's no other definition
0: yeah I was gonna say when did you feel like um was your hardest time like how old were you like the range that you felt like oh man this is not fun
1: uh 47 to 50 ish was okay. the worst period mm. of time. And then the hot flash, I started skipping. When you start skipping your period,
0: oh. when you
1: when you start skipping that irregularity yeah. of never knowing, is it going to come? Is it not going to come? That is, sometimes there's some estrogen dominance in there, but usually the ovaries are beginning to fail making estrogen and the egg. And that's when, hot flashes, night sweats, insomnia begin. Oh, gosh. (laughs) And that's when the estrogen is intermittent. Sometimes it's high, sometimes it's low. That is the hot flashes and the night sweats. And, I mean, drenching night sweats. Wow. Yeah. So, women go through that period of time, and once the ovaries are done with ovulation completely and one whole year has gone without a period and the onset of menopause, at that point is when vaginal dryness begins. Because oh. the tissues take time to go through the change, atrophy, lovely word, mm. and that is a thinning loss of lubrication loss of blood flow to the tissues and women get worse urinary incontinence get oh a imbalance in the <laughs> ph so oh. start having more vaginal infections more bacterial vaginosis when it wow. can smell not pleasant and yeast is more prominent all of those changes occur More so in the period of time when the ovaries have stopped making estrogen and the tissues undergoing atrophy. Wow. Man. Mm -hmm. yeah.
0: (laughs) I'm just like, "Um, uh, I'm going to start. Shoot me now. now." (laughs) Shoot me now. (laughs) Okay. So this is where you came in. Like, this is where you're coming in because to leave everybody like this, like good luck to (laughs) you.
1: So (laughs) no yeah, solutions. There's solutions to everything, which is the take
0: home message. Yes. Yeah. So, okay. I want you to walk us through this. Okay. Because People who are not hitting this yet, like they're in that perimenopause, they're noticing the weird things, but they haven't hit mm-hmm. um the skipping of the cycles yet, um, or the hot flashes, insomnia. Like, are you like what is your thoughts about like trying to catch this ahead of time? Like, or do you feel like you kind of need to let it get to a certain point so that you really know that you're in a certain Like, phase, and then you go into it. Like, if you could go back in time now, knowing you're like, okay, 47 to 50, that really sucked. Like, Mm -hmm. what would you do? Like, would you do something Mm -hmm. different in your early 40s or mid 40s, knowing that was coming? Okay.
1: Yes. I would love to hear this. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yes. So, what I didn't know at that time was the safety of hormone therapy and what can be done. Unfortunately, in 2002, a study came out. It was called the Women's Health Initiative. It freaked everybody out. Mm -hmm. It said that hormone therapy caused breast cancer, heart attack, stroke, dementia. Oh, gosh. That's what the study says. Okay. The average age of, the, of a woman in that study, it was very, very uh, mismanaged, so to speak. The, the, the average age was 63. We do not begin women on hormones at 63. Oh. We begin women on hormones when they're having issues, when they're beginning to go through the change. Mm. The women in the study had to be in menopause and not having symptoms. And then they put them on hormone therapy. That's ridiculous. Nobody does that. Oh, okay. So you got to catch so, them in the before. You got to catch them while we're suffering. Okay, that's when. Okay, so not only that. Okay, you can begin hormones even sooner if there is a symptom. Now, here's a symptom women overlook: loss of libido. Mm. Ah, you know, I'm not that interested anymore. Yeah you still love your husband. You're thinking, maybe I don't love him. Maybe I don't like that belly he's developing. That's from his loss of testosterone <laughs> and, <laughs> and the beer. But it's the, that type of thing. You still do love your husband. You still do want to be intimate with your partner. It's a lowering of our testosterone level. Mm. we lose 20 to 40% of our testosterone between the ages of 30 and 50. And that's a drastic change. And it affects our desire in the brain, the fantasies, the sexual thoughts Mm. diminish. That's the very first sign of lowering of our testosterone, brain fog, mental acuity, ability to build muscle, ability to sleep at night, ability to burn fat are mm. all testosterone related, let alone le- le- desire and yeah. response, ability to achieve orgasm, mm. blood flow to the clitoris is testosterone related. Going through menopause, women lose sensation. It's much harder to achieve orgasm. Oh, okay. And wow. penetrating intercourse feels like the round hairbrush we're blowing our hair dry with, and it's not male anatomy anymore. <laughs> oh, is it, is it because it, uh, they're dry? or like, uh, Yes, dry okay. and inability to stretch. There's two <gasps> things that happen. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so wow. it feels like they're ripping us Ugh. in half, especially Gosh. those yeah. of us who have had uh, cesarean sections. Yeah. Because no baby we came never out. that's right, <laughs> the baby never came out. Yeah, Didn't stretch it. So wow. there's a little bit more tightness there. Yep. And wow. aggravated with vaginal dryness and lack of collagen, its penetrations agonizing. Wow. Okay. So yes. So all of these treat these signs are lack of our hormones. And can be replaced. The oral form of hormones that were tested in the Women's Health Initiative in 2002 are not safe. I have not prescribed an oral progester uh, estrogen since 2002. Okay. Willingly, okay. I l- much prefer transdermal. Hormones And transdermal hormones, there are some that are made by the pharmaceutical industry and those that are made by compounding pharmacies. Mm, Compounded hormones are bioidentical. They're plant-derived and they're identical to what our body makes. So they are natural existing hormones that are identical to what our body makes. When we use those hormones... It is not dangerous. We do not have the same response as a synthetic fake hormone Mm. taken orally. Got it. And we can return function as physicians. We can bring our patients back to feeling youthful and healthy and optimize the way they continue through life. A baby born today's life expectancy is 120. We got to, uh, yeah. So (laughs) we have got to optimize how we live our lives every day. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So when you say transdermal, what does that mean? Through the skin. I'm okay. sorry. That's okay. Through the skin. Okay. Um, and and or pellet form, which yes. is my favorite way of delivering hormones. A pellet, it looks like a grain of rice and it's placed under the skin in the fat layer of the skin. Mm-hmm. It dissolves very slowly mm-hmm. over three to four months in women. We use oh. them in men as well. Yeah. And that lasts five to six months in men. They only have to come in twice a year for mm-hmm. Treatment and their hormone levels are balanced, optimized, gradual. Feel youthful. So,
0: okay. So, where does it? Where do you normally put that on a woman? Like, where's that fat area that you in the tush, in the bottom, in their butt? Okay. So, um, is it like a hot? Like, how are you getting this pellet in there?
1: Hmm. Okay. Yes. It's it's a device called a trocar, but it's three oh. millimeters in diameter, oh. which okay. is kind of small. Yeah. Like a, like a coffee stir okay. is the thickness. Oh yeah yeah. And it goes under the skin, and a little by a little plunger pushes the pellet under the skin, and then the oh. straw is removed. Uh, oh, so that's okay. you, how we
0: do it. Do you feel it like inside your skin?
1: Right after placement for about the first week, you might be able to identify where it is. Oh, okay. But after that, Kinda no. goes
0: away. Okay. Mm-hmm. So if you could pick your favorite way, you would pick the pellet over um, just um, a lotion or, or whatever, a cream? Yes. Right. Yes. Okay. Um, the reason, but, the creams yes.
1: vary in absorption. Oh, and yeah. Okay. There's no control there. I see. So when you pump a bioidentical gel yeah. onto your skin, yeah. you don't know how much your skin's actually absorbing. Sure. It varies per moisture in the room, moisture oh, of your yeah. skin. yeah, And it can now also transfer. If you pick up a baby, if you pick up a dog, oh. a cat, you're Gosh. transferring that yes. hormone. Yes. Got it. Okay. I had a, a woman come to me who had been using the creams. Her dog had a false pregnancy. Oh my and she gosh. said, Yeah. And it was from the, her hormones on yeah. her skin. Wow. Mm-hmm. So
0: with the, the pellet, is that always a compound hormone versus like the non-safe kind that's synthetic? Correct. Okay. So if you find people in your area that are doing the pellet, um, mm-hmm. you could feel probably pretty good about it that it's a compound hormone.
1: Yes. And they would always tell you that that's what it is. Okay.
0: So let's back up again. So you like are 47, you're feeling kind of crazy. And when would you have started this pellet, um, um, procedure or, you know, the compound hormones, if you would have known like, okay, I'm going to feel crazy at 47. Yeah. I mean, when did you start feeling for you? When did you start feeling like, oh, okay, I'm getting weird. My cycles are off. This is weird, but it's not crazy. Like, it's like, you're just starting to notice like, Hmm, things are off a little bit. My cycles are getting shorter. They're longer. They're this or whatever. When did you start noticing yeah. that?
1: 42, 43. Okay. Would you have started yeah. then? Or would you
0: waited a little bit more to start doing pellets?
1: Well, it would have depended on my blood work. So oh, okay. what I would have done. Yeah that, that I didn't do for myself, Mm -hmm. but I would have, should I have known is drawn my blood. Okay. Send it to the lab, look at the levels and see where I was. Okay. If the testosterone level was really low, Mm -hmm. I would have started the testosterone At that point, I know my estrogen and my progesterone would have been fine because I was still menstruating. So I know that those levels would be okay. The only thing is if the estrogen was super, super high, mm. I would try to balance that with a supplement of bioidentical progesterone. So when I described that estrogen dominant yes. phase, when yep. you're really having those pendulum swings of emotion, the, the that phase can be balanced with bioidentical progesterone.
0: Okay. So if you have too much estrogen, I'm reading these um, notes so that I can put this in the show notes, but <laughs> if you have too much estrogen, then you balance it out with progesterone. Okay. Correct. Okay. And then, so when people are just going to the, um, the you know, their annual appointment, whatever, it, like, does an OB normally think like, okay, you're like in your forties now. So we probably should start running some blood tests to see if you're in perimenopause or are you like no, I need to go somewhere where there's a compounding like person who's doing these pellets and then they're going to run the labs and then they have to send it out and come back to me. Like, how does this even work? Because I have a feeling people are waiting for their doctors to say like, oh,
1: we should do this, but I have a feeling this isn't happening. (laughs) Exactly. You're 100% right. Okay. So the traditional OBGYN does not routinely do blood work for hormone therapy because they're not using bioidentical hormones. So if, if the physician is a traditional OBGYN and they're only using pharmaceutical Mm -hmm. grade hormones, they're not going to check your blood because the, the pharmaceutical grade hormones are created to barely increase the hormone levels. They're not created to normalize them. Mm -hmm. They're created to minimize symptoms. So they don't need to follow levels because it's never going to be in a range where you'd want to make any kind of an adjustment in dosage. But in bioidentical hormone therapy, we are tailoring the hormone To you as an individual. Okay. And to your needs as you go through life, which will vary. Dr. Carolyn,
0: can you just open an office in Nashville? It would make it a lot easier for me.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I am planning on opening <laughs> offices everywhere, okay. as a matter of fact. <laughs> we need <I'm>, it. <laughs> yes, we are trying to get physicians to follow a model, yes. so to speak. Yeah,
0: because then mm-hmm. you can feel comfortable. Like it's almost like a franchise, right? Like, Correct. There's like there's like a model that happens where, you know, they all have to follow similar protocol and all that. And then you can feel
1: comfortable. Yes. Yes, exactly. They'll be called secret orchids. That's what it will be. Nice. Mm -hmm. Okay.
0: So let's just go back to the pellets and stuff like that. So, okay. You would have started, would you have started that at 42, 43, you would have gone in, they would have tested everything. The testosterone Mm -hmm. is probably what you would have noticed. Mm -hmm. I'm curious. So at 42 and 43, what would you have noticed that was for you? what was the testosterone lacking
1: for you? Like, well, how was that showing up in your life? I should say. Energy, brain fog, forgetting. Yes. Okay. Forgetting phone numbers, Mm. as an example. Like, I can't remember that phone number. Yeah. Um, The other symptom was right before my period, not all month, but the week before my period, I would get hot flashes, night sweats or insomnia. Uh Okay. Yeah. Symptoms a little bit worse, which were signs of dropping okay. hormone levels.
0: Okay. So then, all right. So you go in and because you're going in every, well, three to four months it lasts. So you're going in probably, you know, what, three times? It depends. Mm-hmm. on if you're, Okay. So are they testing your blood every time you go in before you get a pellet?
1: Not before you get a pellet. We, uh, we test the very first time before a pellet is inserted. Okay, yep. Then six weeks after that first oh, pellet okay. is placed to Got see, it. did we get it right? Okay. And we make a comparison between the levels and symptom relief. I see. Okay. And then decide if that was appropriate. If we change the dose, the next time a pellet is placed at 12 weeks, we will repeat that blood work six weeks after that pelleting.
0: Okay. So you're always, you're always kind of checking it like, yes. Okay. Because I'm thinking too, as time goes on, right? Like, so if you start at 42 and now you're 45, I mean, now you may need estrogen, right? Or you may need something different as you keep moving along. So, so they will, they will notice like, oh, okay. Her estrogen was okay then back and forth when she was 42, but oh, it's changing now. So now we need to add
1: in estrogen or whatever the thing is that she's missing. Okay. That's Um, correct. Now And then I have my 80-year-old. You know, now her husband passed. She's been on pellets for over 20 years. And her husband had started her on pellets. She was living in Texas. She moves back to New York because her kids are here. He has passed. She doesn't want to stop her therapy. She starts seeing me and he's gone now. So they're not going. She's not having sex anymore. Yeah, she doesn't have to have quite as much desire. Although she oh. doesn't want to have no desire. She be dead. Yeah, <laughs> she doesn't want to be dead. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. And she loves her energy that she yes. gets from the testosterone, okay. her mental acuity, her ability. Mm. She walked twenty blocks to wow. come get her pellets the last time wow. she came. That's unbelievable. Impressive. That's amazing. It is twenty New York City blocks, and. And she was, oh, yes, I just walked from my apartment. It's like, that's 20 blocks. I that's can't believe it. Impressive. It's yeah. wonderful. Yeah. So, but I, I lowered her testosterone. Okay. So, you know, when, yeah. when her husband was alive, she sure. was on double the dose. Okay. That, that makes kind sense. of thing. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. So, so when, you, okay. So, this is the other thing, too. I think people talk about with testosterone, too. If they get it wrong or they're afraid that, like, they're going to start getting lots of acne, especially on their back or growing hair on their face. What is your thoughts on this? Because I've heard this like in passing when people are trying to figure things out and you know, that that might freak people out. I don't know. So like, how do you, how do you figure all of that
1: out? Okay. The dosing is tailored not to have that have mm. as much as severe side effect. Okay. Might you the first time you begin using testosterone, develop a pimple that you hadn't seen in 20 years, right. the kind of cystic a little yes. painful. Yes. Is it worth it? Yes. Okay. <laughs> and it's, it's not going to be fluorid acne. It's that's okay. not going to happen. Um, I've never seen that happen. I've never gotten it so wrong that the woman yeah. had terrible acne. Sure, uh, it just—it's we know enough not to make that happen. Okay, if if a woman is developing some of those pimples and it's uncomfortable, we can give medication to blunt the skin response mm. to the testosterone. Okay, uh, but it's rarely, rarely okay. needed when it comes to hair growth. Peach fuzz on the face might increase. Okay. If if you're a woman who's never had a problem with hair growth, you are not all of a sudden going to become a werewolf. No. Okay. That is not <laughs> going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> but someone like myself, I'm Mediterranean, I'm Italian. Oh yeah. I had, mm-hmm. you know, I had a mustache. I had one eyebrow. When I was nine years old, <laughs> my sisters threw me in a chair and said, "You need to narrow your mustache or you need to pluck your eyebrows." <laughs> and, and this is truth. I was nine years old, oh and they said, gosh. "You are going to be doing this for the rest of your life." Mm. And thank heavens, lasers came out, and yeah. I was able to laser the yeah, hair off sure. Yeah. But if you're someone like me who truly is a hairy Italian, yeah, you may have a little bit more hair growth on the of the peach fuzz maybe yeah. a little bit more where i laser myself about once every 6 months once a year mm. to get rid of that extra fuzz yeah. and be done with it yeah. it's it's even in me it's not enough to not use the hormones the main reason that keeps me using the testosterone and estrogen pellets is the quality of my sleep, my mental acuity, energy. Those are the key reasons. Yeah. The libido and the the response, being able to achieve an orgasm, is very lovely. But that's not what keeps me saying, I got to do this. I can't live like, you know, as soon right. as I start not sleeping yeah, again. That's your basic oh,
0: needs. Yeah. Yes, yes. exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I know. I was thinking like this is such a cruel joke because it's like you you're pregnant. It's hard to sleep, right? You, once you start getting to the point where you're uncomfortable and, and you have to pee. Okay. Then you're <laughs> then you're up with a baby. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then you might get pregnant again, and then you might be nursing, and then. And then you start going into like perimenopause. And I'm like, wait a minute. I'm like, this is a, like a big chunk of time that like women may not be sleeping. And so, yeah, they may get some good years in between, especially if they had a kid younger, you know, that in between. Mm-hmm. But I am just like, that's such a mean, a mean joke. I mean, because exactly. sleep really makes a big difference just on your quality of life. Huge, yes. huge. Yes, okay, yes. so so the moral of the story is, if you start noticing some symptoms it might be good to go to are you going to like a med spa is that what we're looking for or a no. functional ob like where are we going
1: going to a obgyn or g or gynecologist who specializes in either intimate health or bioidentical hormones okay bio okay as long as they understand bioidentical hormones, I think you'll be steered in the right direction. Okay. Uh, the brand of of um, pellets that I use is BioT. It's B I O capital T capital E. The capital T and the capital E stand for testosterone and estrogen. Oh. Okay. So if you find a provider who's Who doing BioT, mm-hmm. yeah, you'll be in the in right hands. place. Okay.
0: Perfect. Well, I honestly could keep talking to you about this. And I'm like, wow, we are. (laughs) I mean, I think because it's like there's not enough people talking about it. So. um, Amen. Yeah. And so I got to feel responsible. And I'm like, I have to get all this information out. So these people feel like they can have a life again. (laughs) Yeah. So. Yeah. And you know what I wanted to tell you too? I now wonder if that's why people like blank, it's kind of like pregno brain, prego brain and baby brain. But then when yes. the women start getting older, it's because they don't have the testosterone. So they're yes. forgetting things. It's like on yes. the tip of your tongue, you literally are like, Oh my gosh, I just forgot this person's name. And you're like, I totally know their name. And it's like, it can't even come to you. You're like, I don't know what's happening. Mm-hmm. Um. Mm-hmm. So, so you would go, you would go back in time if you could, and you would start testing your hormones and maybe getting a pellet yes. for the testosterone. Okay. Correct. And then would that have caught, you would have caught that mood swing mm-hmm. era too, right? That three year ish. Yes,
1: And it, you would have yes. felt you so Yes, And I would have prevented the holes in the wall. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Because okay. i kicked, okay. yes. Yes.
0: <laughs> well, that's what I want to tell people. Like, I think like, I really want them to understand this is probably going to be really good to be proactive so that you don't yes. have to feel all the craziness. Now, I do want to ask you, you know, um, so Suzanne Summers, right? This is what comes Mm -hmm. up to me, what comes to mind when I think about hormones and then people attack her and then they think she doesn't know what she's talking about. And I mean, I don't know enough, but like, is she doing what, like bioidentical hormones and, but people are like slamming her because she, she says that whatever she was doing makes her feel amazing
1: and her husband. So, yes. Okay. So, yes.
0: Why and are most people lately, attacking? I her? think she's
1: doing bio T. Oh. Uh ignorance. Okay. Ignorance. Okay. And um, and I think and the unfortunately there's conflicting data mm. in the medical literature. Okay. And conflicting opinions. And these opinions clash, unfortunately. The understanding of hormones and the fear of cancer and heart disease. Yes is real. And the confusion lies in not understanding that bioidentical hormones truly act differently in our system and recognizing the literature that's present and understanding that it's safe. So the doctors who who will trash, bioidentical hormone therapy, don't understand it and haven't taken the time to learn the basics and read the literature. Testosterone is literally protective against breast cancer in women in pellet form. And there are several studies proving that. It's a matter of understanding and reading the literature that's available to understand the safety of it versus oral, no good. Methyl testosterone, no good. Absolutely not. Perfect.
0: Yeah, you know, because I I mean... I I don't know. It's like, she's talking like you hear her say how great she feels, but then people are like, she doesn't know what she's talking about. So then you're kind of like, well, yeah, I know. I don't really know what's happening, but she looks great. She seems like she has a great life and you hear a lot of people complaining about stuff. So you're ha- about their own life. So I'm like, mm-hmm. th- we're missing something. I'm like, we're missing a piece of something. I don't know what that is. So, um, I'm glad that you mentioned that and that you pointed out to that. The oral stuff is, is very different than the compounding yes. hormone. Um, so I think I mean unless there's something else that might be beneficial that you mentioned that I have not really honed in on um is there anything that stands out to you that we that you might be like let's talk about this
1: I don't think so I think that one very important thing for women to take home is not to hesitate to ask the question and yeah. if you are speaking with your physician and mm-hmm. they are not Listening, or not, or you don't feel as though you have been heard and that yeah. they have given it true consideration and just blew you off, change physician. Mm. Look for a physician who will listen to you. Do not suffer. There's absolutely no reason to be suffering this day and age. There are solutions. And the general OBGYN do not know about it. They are, I do you know that I have been doing this in my own area since 2013, and I have made many attempts to all the OBGYN departments at the hospitals to permit me to come and give a lecture, Mm. give of my own time to give them a lecture, and they have never taken me up on it. Wow. They don't even understand what I do and they don't even want to know.
0: But isn't it weird? I mean, you would think there's a lot, I can understand the men, the male doctors, but like women who would be going through this. I mean, don't, (laughs) don't you think they would be thinking, okay, there has to be a better solution to just
1: feeling like crap all the time. Right. I mean, Uh, absolutely. And I I even take care of some of the female OBGYNs and they have been hesitant to thank the Lord. They've seen the light, but for heaven's sake, it's a matter of, they won't change the way they practice though yet. So they'll do it for
0: themselves, (laughs) but they won't do it the way they (laughs) practice. Yeah, got it.
1: Because (laughs) they're working for, a a, yeah. a um conglomerate sure. uh, that doesn't permit them to do it. Yes. So that's another yeah. aspect. Yeah. Is all the doctors who are quote unquote owned? They don't work True. for themselves anymore. Yeah. They're owned by a hospital system. Wow. That dictates what they can or cannot do. Wow.
0: Yeah. Another I mean, problem with medicine. Yes. Yeah. I agree. So I feel like this was so eye opening, And I wanted to ask for the people that might be a little bit older, you know, you were saying like, Oh, not to wait till after, but say like they, they've already gone through menopause. So mm-hmm. they're not going to run into all the perimenopause issues, but like you were saying, the elasticity, the dryness, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know what else comes like after, but um, I mean, would lack sti- of sensation. Oh yeah. Lack of sensation. So would mm-hmm. you still, well, and they don't have the testosterone, I would imagine that's still correct. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, Would you still say, yes, that would make their
1: quality of life better? Yeah, well, it would depend if it's within 10 years of their last menstrual cycle. And if it's within 10 years of ever having a hormone on board. So some women may have used pills or another form. They're still eligible if if they had used another method. Treatment. Okay. Um, But if they've, if it's been greater than ten years, then the machines will do the job. All of the devices that we've talked about: the laser, the PRP. Oh, okay. And right. So those are ways to maintain their intimate health without hormones. And those patients who have cancers who who are not hormone candidates, if they've already had an estrogen sensitive breast cancer or something along those lines, again, they are excellent candidates for the devices.
0: So let me ask you, what is it with that ten-year window? Is it because you can't grasp something kind of if if it hasn't been there for ten years, or like what's the reasoning behind that?
1: All right, very good question. Estrogen in women is somewhat of a blood vessel scrubber. Mm. Before we go into menopause, estrogen protects us from developing plaque in our arteries. Oh, okay. So when estrogen is present and if we eat a clean diet, mm-hmm. women rarely have heart attacks, high blood pressure mm. like men. Okay. We develop high blood pressure and heart attacks, et cetera, most frequently postmenopausal, And the reason for that is, that we lose our estrogen, which has been keeping plaque away from forming in our blood vessels. We no longer have the estrogen and plaque begins to develop. If plaque develops for 10 years in our cardiovascular system, unaddressed, they're not treated with estrogen, Mm. then when you add estrogen, the estrogen will try to free up that plaque Oh, and start sending off the plaque. Yes. Mm. And cause strokes and heart attacks. Oh, it's
0: almost like a major detox. Is it like, it's like flooding your system kind of? Yes. Oh, I don't think anybody would realize that. That's correct. So it's estrogen. It's the estrogen. That's the issue. Okay. Yes. Got it. Okay. Where if you had it within 10 years, it kind of kept the plaque down enough. That's right. Got That's it. right. That it's
1: still safe to initiate.
0: Okay, mm-hmm. so you would count that like the so when you've gone 12 months, no period that that 12th month
1: mm-hmm. and then and then
0: and then within 10 years you have to go Correct. from that point is what you're saying? Okay. Yes. Okay. All right. Wow. I just feel like I went through 101 on <laughs> <Yeah>. hormones, <laughs> you did. <laughs> oh my gosh, that was really great. Well, I like I said, I could keep talking to you, but I feel like this is really like such great information to get the ball rolling and and to get yes. people start thinking about things differently. I know it helps me. I'm a planner, so and hey, I'm all about like let's not feel like crap and um prevention. Know, yeah, and too, like you know, it is depressing when you think about like, oh, when you're 35, when you're 40, you're 45. It, each each of those five years, I feel like they always say like your muscle is like decreasing. Like every yes. five, I'm like, come on! I'm like, this is so bad. And so I think when you were saying about the testosterone, I would imagine that would help with your muscle tone. I think you did say that correct. Like, oh, yes. it would help you mm-hmm. um, to kind of keep that muscle tone and to help burn fat. So I can see why women are having issues and and like trying to do that, right? Like they feel like yes. they are up against a wall trying to, they're probably like, I used to be able to do this and, and now I can, and I'm eating the same amount. If, it, if anything, there may be like, I'm eating less and I don't understand what's yes. happening. Yeah. Yep,
1: exactly. Well,
0: Dr. Carolyn, this was so great speaking with you. I learned so much and I know this will be super inspiring. So thank you so much for coming on the show today.
1: I so appreciate you. And again, thank you for having this kind of a platform to permit me f- to share this information. It's, uh, I'm desperate to get the word out. So I also want to offer my free book oh, to yeah. everybody. Okay. It's www.ultimateintimacy.net. Okay. And just They can go on there, download the book for free, and it kind of summarizes everything we discussed here today. So
0: ultimateintimacy.net, correct? Correct. Okay. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show.
1: Thank you. Have a wonderful holiday weekend. Hey, you
0: guys, are you subscribed to the Mom Inspired Show? If not, make sure to subscribe to the Mom Inspired Show email list. Why it's so important is because... I own the rights to my email list as well as to my website. So last year it taught me that social media, we do not own any content on that. They can decide at any moment to either hide content, they can prevent people from reaching out to you, finding you, and they can block you from certain things and you have no control over it. So I want you guys to subscribe to my show so that way... You can always find me. You can always know what's going on because I own the rights to my email list. And so all you have to do is go to mominspiredshow.com, enter your name and email, and then that way every week on Tuesday, you will get an email from me with the newest episode with the show notes, as well as any links or codes that I talked about in the show. That way you don't have to go searching for it on my website and then go into the episode and then go into the show notes. It is all at your fingertips and makes it super easy, but most importantly, no one can take away this content um, and that way you don't have to worry, hey, what happened? I'm not seeing Amber stuff anymore on social media feeds, like why are they hiding it? I control all of this stuff and so I just want to make sure that you guys will always know what's going on and that you will always have access to the things that I am sharing and so please go subscribe to the Mom Inspired Show email list today.